and welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Dreyer. Joined as always by my co-hosts, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Yeah, things are loosening up a lot across the U.S. Sports seem like they are just raring to go. The NFL released its schedule. Haven't really heard anything about it, but they just released like a full schedule as if they're going to start doing preseason games in August. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but before we get into to all w- what we got for you today, just wanted to remind you folks to please go ahead and follow us at Twitter if you're not already doing so, at Talking Tigs. We're also on Facebook as the uh, the Talking Tigs podcast, and you can find us on iTunes and Spotify as well. Uh, we don't have much for you today, but we have something because we're dedicated. And I want to go to my dedicated co-host to see how they're doing before we get going. Um, so, guys, how, how are things down in the bayou? I mean, you said it. You said we're dedicated. I feel like I'm about just dead, not no Caden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm exhausted. I don't even know why. I had a coffee like two hours ago. Haven't eaten any food today, though. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's I need it. to eat. I don't know. Other than that, things are fine. Yeah, um, had a pretty good weekend. I got to get out of the house and see some uh, family and friends for the first time in a while this past weekend. Unfortunately, didn't get to see my my mom for Mother's Day, but uh, talked to her on the phone, so that was nice. But uh, yeah, so doing pretty good back at home now. And I think they just announced today, Monday the 11th, that Louisiana will be starting their opening process at the end of this week. So signs pointing up, still a long way ahead, but uh, doing pretty good. All right, so uh, really quickly off of that, because you mentioned it, uh, for here in Georgia, it, it opened up for us when it said uh, like hair salons, nail salons, bowling alleys first, and then I think restaurants came later. So what exactly is opening up for you, and like, what are you, uh, what, what you going to do first? I know you guys are going to get your nails done. That's probably a given, but what, do, what are you going to do first when things open up? So right now they say that uh, on Friday, everything will be open or I mean, almost everything will be open, but it's like all at 25% capacity. So like restaurants, gyms, uh, hair salons, like all that kind of stuff's open, but it's 25% capacity. Like they're going to, they're going to put a lot of like, it's going to be hard for these places to open. Even, even though they'll say like, Oh, you can open. It's like, it's a, we're back to normal. Like a lot of them I would think might choose not to just because it's going to be so difficult for them to, so, uh, so yeah, everything's going to be back though. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go eat somewhere, eat out somewhere because I haven't eaten out. Gosh, I guess it's like two months. Right. I yeah. I mean, I may not like dash to go eat out like right at the start. Like I want to, I kind of want to like maybe wait just like the weekend or something to see kind of how things go, whether it's like pandemonium or, or kind of what really happens. Not that I'm particularly scared of the, the virus, but just kind of, uh, suspicious of what's going to happen with the, the masses, but I'm um, definitely looking forward to getting back out there. And Daniel doesn't like to interact with the sheep. I really don't. <laughs> he feels like he's above everybody. He just doesn't <laughs> want to go out and go out and meet, mingle with people. <laughs> Need to be served hand and foot. <laughs> no, I, I'll be out there. I'll be out there at the cl- at when the clock strikes twelve a.m. on on Thursday night, Friday morning. I'll be I'll be trying to get some try to get a try to get a table for one. That's what I'll be doing. All right, so you're going to be out in Tigerland at 12:01 a.m. <laughs> I wonder if they'll. I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be actually kind of cool if they like did like some sort of a uh, like countdown. Like we can be open and like you know everybody's right. lining up or whatever. I don't know. Right on. Um, well, and that's the thing is, even though you're they are allowed to open 
I, I suspect that not everyone will wants to open, which you know it's it's their own prerogative if it's their business. But uh, uh, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, I, I've noticed the only thing I've noticed is you know traffic's going to be a little bit worse. Back back to normal there. So get out and drive while you can, just to joyride if you if you need to. And that's like but, Atlanta um, traffic too. Oh yeah, Atlanta traffic's no joke. No, it's not. No, it is not. But um, getting uh, getting on with our uh, our little segment here today again. Not much came out. There was a little bit, you know, some recruiting news. Um, but I would say probably, I don't know. Every every program goes through its its ebbs and flows, and you know, you're going to take on good people. You're going to lose good people. Uh, and just this week, LSU lost some some great ones. I, I don't know. It might have been one of the biggest losses in recent memories. Probably the biggest loss of this year. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we lost a lot, starting with Joe Brady. We're losing Joe Burrow, but I don't Aranda. know. It, it could, yeah, Dave Aranda. Although you know, people wanted him out months <laughs> before. Remember? Yeah, they're like fire Aranda for some stupid reason. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It could be said that LSU maybe lost one of its biggest cogs of that uh, just memorable team, and that would be the the video production team. Will Stout and company are are going west. Uh, USC has snatched them up. I don't know if they, you know, if they just made them an offer they couldn't refuse or what, but they're going to USC to do production for them. I have my own thoughts on that, but I'll, I'll toss it to you guys. We could start with you, Tommy. Um, yeah, I, I know you saw it. So what what did you think when when you saw that? And what do you, I don't know, what do you think it means for LSU and or USC? I mean, I think it's I think it's a big big loss for LSU. Um, I kind of understand why uh, from from Will Stout's perspective, and that you know, uh, if he's if he wants to get into film production, like you got to go, you got to go west and um, USC, especially if I don't know, I don't know if he's like wants to be a director or so, or an editor or something like that. But like USC Film School is supposed to be like the best ever, right? That's where yeah, that's where Will Ferrell went. I know. Well, yeah, Will Ferrell, but also George Lucas, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Steven Spielberg—they're all USC Trojans from the film school. So, like, that's good for him. But uh, from from our standpoint, as you know, we're not a we're not a, a film critic podcast. We're an LSU sports podcast. I would I think that our I think that our uh, it's needless to say our hype videos will suffer. So it's a tough, uh, a tough loss for LSU. Big pickup for USC. I'm looking right now, and it looks like and USC's win totals uh, predict, predicted. They're predicted at seven right now. The over under is is seven. Um, I think that I think that Will Stout probably gives you maybe two two extra wins a year. I mean, I, I look back at at some of our games, and I think that the hype video um, definitely aided in uh in getting the players ready and getting the, the fan base you know pumped up so i might hammer the over on usc's win total after the acquisition of will stout yeah it's the, uh, it's the intangibles that a lot of people don't uh, take into account it's kind of what separates the pros from the joes but you gotta give a shout out to the kid like just had a big come up this year basically it was a, a baton rouge celebrity overnight now he's uh, making the dream so uh, glad mind, to... i'm pretty sure he wasn't he like a sophomore in college last year <laughs> yeah i think he was 
yeah, sophomore or junior. Um, and then, so him and then another guy, I can't remember his name. You might already actually said it, um, took the jobs at USC. So they're I on, I think it was Alex something or it started with an A. I know that. And then, so I get, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of talented people at LSU give someone else the opportunity to step it up and make it even better. But you have to imagine it's hard to top the the Heisman video with uh, Set It Off oh, by yeah. Bill Boosie, narrated by Tyron Matthew. And then yep. the national championship one narrated by The Rock, like it's pretty iconic. No joke. I watched that. I watched that this morning as I was driving to work. I turned it on. To get yeah, punched after work. Ready to, you're like punching the air just <laughs> ready to, to get them. And I wasn't even thinking about like this like this podcast segment. I don't know why. I was just like, you know what? I want to hear – because not only what – like the, the interesting thing and the important thing to realize about like that Heisman – the Heisman hype-up video is that um, that was like a special version, like remix of Set It Off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And like, and Will Stout just like he he posted on Twitter like all the time. He's like, oh, I'm gonna release the song. I'm gonna release the song because I don't know if he made it or if Boosie sent it to him or something. But I don't think he ever released the song, which is kind of a kind of a disappointment. But um, maybe he'll release it once he uh, once he gets to USC. Maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much next man up in the LSU video production. <laughs> uh, it's you know I don't know how much depth they have going into the season. I don't know what their recruiting is like been for the video production. But, uh, you know, like you said, Tommy, it's, it's understandable that they went to USC. And my thought was, there's got to be <laughs> how this probably came to fruition. There was someone at USC going, wait a second. Who are these clowns from, not clowns, who are these guys from Louisiana making these amazing hype videos for their team? Granted, their team deserved it. They went on, they were the best team in the country this year. But who are these guys? We're USC. We're in Hollywood. We are in the film capital of the world. Why do we not have this? We are the number one, as you, you know, could argue, the number one film school in yeah. the world. How do we not? Are we not even like at least second behind these guys? There is no second because no one's doing videos like this. Yeah. We need them here now. Someone get their agent on the phone and get them here now. Their mom's getting an escalate. I don't care <laughs> how it happened. Because it makes sense. Like, how could you not have at least this level in the land of film and television? Well, yeah. you know, c- congrats to them. Obviously, you know, everyone's saying he's, you know, if, if he wants to do that, that's where he is. That's where he needs to be. And it's true. And uh, I, also, I mean, I, I Coach O had something to do with it. I thought that too. I mean, it's yeah. USC. Uh, you could say it's the, you know, it's the, the TV, the film communications angle. But, you know, Coach O still knows people there. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, that was that, that's good for them. Uh, hope to see good things. I mean, it, it is a very specialized thing he's doing. It's not like he's cutting together like an an art house film. It's <laughs> you know, it's sports hype videos. So if he wants to get into sports production, I'd say he's already got a foot in the door. Uh, a USC degree will just last him a lifetime. So good for them. Um, and having said that. Uh, we can talk about some other recruiting news that has come out. And for that, I'm going to throw it to our senior recruiting correspondent, Daniel. Um, he's going to get us up to date on, uh, uh, I don't know if it was expected or unexpected, because I hadn't heard his you know his name much. But um, Daniel, what, what happened this week? What you got? Yeah, so there wasn't any like huge news, but we did pick up a pretty good commitment today, the 11th from running back Corey Kiner out of Roger Bacon High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. So like you said, 
this guy was like not on my radar or I don't think yeah. much of anybody's radar, but he I guess he decided to want to be a tiger following uh, Joe Burrow's footsteps from Ohio to the boot. I don't know if that's a, a trademarkable connection at this point, but um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I watched a little bit of his tape. He's really explosive. He's got a great like jab step juke and uh, definitely power to bowl some people over. He's ranked, he's a four-star prospect, number 10 running back in the 2021 class. So maybe not the top, the top, but um, just from what people are talking, he could definitely move up in the rankings with a good season uh, this year. So another nice pickup, which brings us to 10 commitments uh, for the 2021 class. And there's actually a lot of commitments across the recruiting uh, landscape this past week, um, but mostly kind of smaller players. One team that's like really trending is Tennessee. They've gotten almost like 20 prospects at this point. I don't know what's going on. If Tennessee's dropping the bag, but yeah. <laughs> they, they got recruits left and right. They picked up two five stars um, and then a whole bunch of like three stars, which some people are saying that they're just kind of like chasing the money um, while LSU is maybe going after a little bit higher class of players. But maybe uh, this year Rocky Top is back. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're definitely money balling it. Uh, Tennessee's money balling. I saw that too. They just the, the recruiting numbers they've had have been insane. Tennessee's bag man, I guess he's been dormant for years and he's just been saving up. So he's been making some strong offers because there's, unless there's just, there's all these people buying into this idea that Tennessee needs to be back and with the right people, we can do it. Because, you know, if you think about it in the East, all there is is Georgia and Florida and it just toggles back and forth between them by the year. And there's nobody else, you know, Kentucky challenged a couple of years ago, but that was about it. So uh, you know, Tennessee could do it, but, um, anyway, uh, thank you for that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's interesting you said about the Joe Burrow connection, cause I thought of that too, Cincinnati, that's where he's going to play. He grew up not too far outside of there, but you know, as they say, one is a coincidence. And then after that, you know, you kind of have to start to look at a pattern, right? So we'll see if there's some more guys that commit from that area, it, it, it could be a, an actual thing. <laughs> which would and be awesome i think i mentioned this last week or the one before but we still don't have a commitment from a player inside the state of louisiana which is pretty crazy uh, given the talent and history that we have there hopefully maybe they'll all just break late obviously there's some big uh recruits who are predicted to go to lsu but i guess they're just biding their time for whatever reason well and i mean also like this class is liable to change completely by the time we get to signing day so yeah for sure Half we could lose players. all 10 of these people <laughs> and, yeah. and, and re-up for 10 more yeah, I, I wouldn't say that would happen. But well, no, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, so there was a there was also another running back recruit that we've talked about that has made news. Um, I don't know, uh, Tommy. What? Uh, who is he? And what did you hear? So, uh, and he's just a, he's just kind of an unknown guy. It just happens to be the number one running back in this twenty in the, the past 2020 class who. Oh, As we've okay. cataloged on this podcast, Zach Evans out of uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, as we've cataloged on this podcast, he uh, has not has has gotten offers and taken offers and take and made commitments and then decommitted. But when the dust settled and and uh, national signing day was over and everybody had a home at a new school, he was left with nothing uh, because the University of Georgia, where he 
committed, did not accept his commitment, which I think, like we, I think we even talked to Josh Lemoy about this and, and he said, you know, this is the strangest thing. I remember him saying, this is the strangest recruitment he's ever covered. And I don't know if that's ever even really happened to have a top, especially not like a number one player in his, in, in, by his position, having the school say, no, we don't want you here. Um, but at breaking today, Zach, Zach Evans has found a home in his home state of Texas. He will be playing his uh, college football for the, uh, horned frogs of texas christian university yeah he's uh following in ladanian tomlinson's footsteps there as he's actually lt was not a five-star running back he might have predated the star system but zach evans will be tcu's first ever five-star prospect which i don't know i always kind of like liked tcu for a little strange reason not really <laughs> any, any particular because of the purple because they're jerseys yeah, yeah they do have some awesome jerseys some of the cleanest jerseys in in the country but yeah if you listen to any talking tigs episode of like last summer going into the fall where you mentioned zach evans name like almost every episode like oh he's with a&m nope he's going to lsu oh georgia now oh he might be florida. going to florida yeah. um, literally like every single school was passed around and now and like tc was never even mentioned and he just like out of nowhere was like all right that's where i'm enrolling so just because of that he could by the time the season starts, if it does, he could be somewhere completely different, but it's just a, a wild uh, story. If you want to go look and dive into some of the ins and outs of is what's happened over the past two years, but it's good for him. I guess so two, two points on TCU. One, I, I've been to one, I guess I've been to two TCU games before in my life. I've only been to one at their, at their like stadium or whatever. And I went to one where they played LSU in the Cowboy stadium, but the one I went to in their stadium was probably the hottest college football game I've ever been to in my life. Like Fort Worth, the heat there, I mean, it, it's it's unbearable. So good luck to you. Uh, you know, it's like a different type of heat. Like it's that, it's that like, uh, here we have all the humidity and like that's bad, but like it's, you know, whatever. I guess we're kind of used to it. Was it a day game or a night game? It was a day game. It was like a 1 p.m. And yeah. I had sunglasses on and I got so sunburned. But like when I came back, I had like the raccoon eyes. It was terrible. Um, second point on TCU, Daniel, you know how you said they have like some of the cleanest jerseys they do. I think probably one of the coolest things like any, any team's done in a long time, uh, with like their jerseys was when TCU played in the Rose bowl and they, they made their logo. They had the, you know how they have the horned frog on the side, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. it has, they put, they put a rose in the horned frog's mouth. Like he's like holding it. Wow. That, yeah, that was yeah. so cool. Like I, I, I don't understand why like more teams don't do that. Cause that was like one of the coolest things. And that is all. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Uh, well that kind of wraps up our recruiting corner. Um, I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to get into. I just wanted to mention this because I saw it. Uh, the SEC network is doing a special this week. Uh, I want to say, I don't know, is it, I want to say Thursday maybe, uh, but, but check your local listings for when this might air. Um, they're doing a, basically a documentary on uh, LSU's championship season this past year. And, you know, they, they're saying it, you know, it could just be the best year ever in college football. That's what they're billing it as. I'm kind of looking forward to watching it just to see what they have to say. Uh, you know, it, you could say it's, they're just riding a wave that was, you know, LSU's season. But plenty of arguments to be made that it was indeed the best season in college football. Um, 
I don't know. Do you guys, uh, are you guys interested in looking forward to watching this? Are you hyped? I mean, does, does a hype video need it or is that enough by itself? What do you think? Well, I mean, you know, they're calling it the, the one hour documentary called one for the ages. And I think, uh, most, most LSU fans would agree that this season was definitely one for the ages. Um, I'm very disappointed that my, my hometown, uh, hometown news source KNOE is telling me all these great facts about the documentary, but they won't even tell me what day it comes on. So I can't <laughs> confirm that it comes on on Thursday or not. Um, so boo on you KNOE. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about it. They say that they're going to also run the national championship after the, um, after the documentary. So that'll be kind of cool. Um, I mean, you know, even, even with, uh, when, even when they kind of open, you know, they give us this false sense of normalcy and they allow us to, to go to our restaurant at 25% capacity, there's still no sports to watch. So, I mean, this is the next best thing you can get. So I'll definitely be tuning in. I'll be watching and, uh, you know, I think, I think I encourage everybody to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Obviously we're, I would say more tuned into most of this type of thing. So we've uh, got all the, the memories already, but hopefully it'll kind of turn up some tidbits that have kind of fallen by the wayside uh, that we enjoyed in the moment, but uh, I've kind of forgotten about a little bit, but yeah, like you said, Tommy, that people are definitely latching onto this type of stuff. We watched um, the last dance episodes seven and eight mm. last night on the MJ documentary that just about everybody's talking about. And it's crazy. that It's almost over. That's going to wrap up next week, but that's been pretty great. Uh, not like ESPN's best work of all time, but it's definitely I don't know. I mean, what, what else do you think's better though? Uh, I mean, there's some other 30 for thirties that are pretty great. Um, I'd say that the, the one about the Red Sox, like four days in October, that was a really good one. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. Um, a lot of people say that the, the OJ um, oh, yeah. one is pretty great. Made in America. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. OJ made in America. I like the, um, the Pony Express one about SMU. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one's really good, too. The death penalty. Um, the U is a good one. Yeah. The U. Um, the Steve yeah. Bartman one about the Cubs. <laughs> you know that I one? Remember when that came out, maybe I'm, I'm incepting this, like giving myself this memory, but I could have sworn that people were like expecting ESPN to somehow get Steve Bartman like interviewing on there because he had like never really made any public statements and they thought that he was filing in a like – talk about it for the 30 for 30 and then he like didn't come on there and then everybody was like disappointed i feel like he has made a statement recently though i feel like steve bartman's kind of like i think he's back in there i think he's i think he's back i don't know you're a steve bartman insider yeah 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 steve bartman um i wonder if he ever i wonder if now he feels like he can go back to the cubs cubs game because uh because like they wanted it they want a championship probably yeah yeah, I mean the curse is broken. So yeah, like he didn't. And so he didn't really take anything away from him. Now, I mean, he kind of he still did, but uh, he delayed it. What two years? Oh no, it was longer than two years. Was I forget when they went? I think that was like I think the Bartman incident was like in '04, and they won it. Oh, they won in '16. <laughs> October 2003. Uh... Okay, '03. Yeah. But his life has been hell for all those years. Oh no, that's the title. The title of the thing is catching hell. Catching hell. So, do you think, like, as soon as they won, that everyone just dropped their grievances? All right, dude. We forget. Oh no, these are Chicago fans we're talking about. If it was, if it was some guy, if it was some guy like you know, in maybe with a like a Twins fan, like Minnesota Twins, 
maybe yeah they'll probably they'll probably like let it go the cubs like <laughs> he probably well i think they actually said the documentary like he had to move <laughs> that's just ridiculous oh my goodness um so i don't know if you guys had anything uh, else you wanted to get into but i just i wanted to mention uh because we you've talked about it before and i i wasn't up to speed yet but i actually saw friday night lights the movie Oh yeah, I hadn't seen it yet. So yeah, I saw everything which you talked about. I'll get all the Booby Miles references from now on. <laughs> and all Tim McGraw's drunk dad antics. Um, it, I don't know if you'd heard of Bar- Varsity Blues. It's pretty much the same to me, just oh, not really? as you know, a little bit darker, not as lighter as uh, Varsity Blues might have been, but a lot of the same storylines. You know, just the pressure of. West Texas or Texas football and mm-hmm. what it does to people. I'm like, my goodness, what's, why is it, why is it like that? It's like Louisiana's got, you know, some of the best recruits in the country, but I don't know. Do they, do they get through the same thing? Are these towns like, so like just hanging on the, the football scene that it does that to these people? Well, I mean, I, like, I know that me and Dave, like, you know, me and Dave were from Monroe and in West Monroe, like, they did a right after Friday Night Lights came out, and then like the TV show was on. You know, it was like high school football was kind of like the culture at that point. Like a lot of people were interested in it, so they started doing these like um, these uh, reality shows about like high school football teams. So they did one on Hoover, like the big school and outside Birmingham. You know, well then they did one on West Monroe, and like one of my old football coaches was in it, kind of like he was in like he was he was a player on the team and like all this stuff. And they tried to like, I don't know, you know, it's like, you never know. Like they, they tried to paint it like, like it was like real life Friday Night Lights. So yeah, I mean, varsity, varsity Inc. is the name of the show. Yeah. It was Varsity Inc. on, on MTV, I think. Presented by Old a, Spice. There was another one too. I don't know what the one. Old Spice. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the other, I don't know what the one about Hoover was called. Oh. You can still, I feel like you can still see the promos. Like, I, I I don't think you can watch an episode. It was six episodes, 2007, chronicling the 2007 season, the West Monroe High School Rebels and the town's obsession with the game as they fight to stay atop the Louisiana football heap. That was right after they won. I think they were like nationally ranked or something. And, uh, and you know, all that. Like I was like the heyday of it was the heyday of Don Shadows. This bio says on average some thirteen thousand fans fill the Rebels' home stadium every game. Several hundreds more than the town population. I feel like it's not that many. Thirteen thousand. Have you seen the Have you seen the thing they just built? They, that, I'd say it's more by now. Well, I guess they have Scott. They got a jumbotron now. They have box seats with like air conditioned like box seats that you can buy. I mean, it's a big deal. Oh, like the like the, the the fans can buy a box. Yeah, like like Crazy. a dad. <laughs> wow. I saw the, what what I what blew my mind was a few years ago. I saw there was this stadium somewhere in Texas where they were about to make a brand new forty million dollar stadium. Forty forty million dollars for a high school football stadium, and I imagine it would have you know the electrics you're talking about, like. AC boxes and, and all that stuff, but just I saw the plans for it and I thought, oh, that's crazy! Like there's there's colleges that LSU has played that I don't think have that that nice of a stadium. Yeah, the the one that I've heard about is Allen uh, High School outside of Dallas. I'm looking at the stadium right now. It's a legit like stadium. That's it. That's it. Um, 
That's that, that name sounds. I'm gonna send y'all a picture, but yeah, this is something that like colleges would kill for. Like, to oh, have. I mean, like even you think about like because Daniel, like we've gone to ULM games before. Like, I think I'd rather I'd rather go to some of these high schools, the high school stadiums than than ULM stadium. I mean, ULM stadium is not is like not nice compared to some of these. But yeah, good. Look at that. That's insane. That's for high school. Yeah, it's got. It looks like it's like two and a half decks, pretty much all the way around um, the parking lot. It looks like it's like Cowboy Stadium with a huge parking lot there, but uh, that's Texas high you school know, football. If for you me. look at Baylor Stadium, it's not too much different than this. Just Baylor Stadium has like a lake outside. That's they look similar to me. That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a different culture. I tell you what. Anyway, what uh, do you guys have anything else? Anything else you saw this week worth mentioning? Not too much. I wanted to uh, give a shout out to our devoted listeners. Uh, this is actually episode 50 for us. If you count our uh, archive podcast back in the day. So it's been uh, a long time coming almost, I guess we'll, we'll be a year into it in two weeks from now, but yeah, thanks for sticking with us and spreading it around. And I hope you continue to do so. Amen. Tommy, you got any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I think it's kind of crazy that we're still doing this 50 episodes in doesn't it does not feel like almost a year at all um but you know happy to be here and i guess you know i guess the one thing is like as we're we continue to move on and like they're opening stuff kind of and i mean on third on friday i should be able to go sit down and eat somewhere so if you know sooner i can go eat in a restaurant sooner baseball can start playing sooner spring tra- or uh, uh you know fall camp can start and so hopefully uh sooner or later we'll, we'll get some football back um unless they take it away from us so <laughs> you know i guess all 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 uh all signs are pointing towards going back to normal right no i don't, I don't think they can ever take football away from us uh if anything's been proven in the last few weeks is Americans will protest if they feel strongly enough about it. So I feel like some people are going to protest strongly enough. They'll just break into Tiger Stadium, not to do donuts in a golf cart, but to just host a game. <laughs> they'll just get, you know, uh, 22 people out there. And It'll be like play. replacement players. <laughs> exactly. Like the replacements. Sounds I imagine that would happen before people would just settle for no football at all. Yeah. You know, but anyway, um, yeah, I think that'll pretty much do it for us this week on Talking Tigs. Check back again with us next week. We will be here for you with something because we are dedicated. Who knows what's going to transpire the next week, but we're going to have it for you. So check back in with us, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.